0: I am uh, so grateful to be able to share the word with you this morning. Uh, let's, Let's welcome him as we enter into the word. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for what you're about to do as we look into your scriptures and open our hearts and have our lives changed. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for what you're about to do. Thank you, Lord. Use me today, Lord. Inspire this congregation. Let us be changed, increased in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Good to see you all here today. I want to, again, if I didn't say it loud enough when Diana was saying, I want you to be here tonight. We're just going to go right into worship. If you're wondering what's going to happen, it's, you're going to hear... No, the choir sing but the choir will be singing with so many soloists Uh, Emery will be singing with the choir Kel Smith will be singing with the choir Matt will be singing with the choir Diane and I will be singing Preston will be singing with the choir you hear some soloists you've never heard before Uh, we will we're just we're just going to lift up the Lord Jesus and celebrate what he's done so um, and I love my choir I just we don't sing enough I mean but uh, come and be a part as we celebrate, I, I want us to continue today. Uh, and Tonight is going to be somewhat of a culmination as we uh, light some candles tonight and celebrate the Advent. How many had never even thought about celebrating the Advent before, just hadn't never done it before? Raise, raise your hands with me. So, uh, several of you, uh, I... I um, I think sometimes the enemy likes to divide us so much. How many know he does? And he really likes to keep the church divided. Could you imagine what we could do as the church of the Lord Jesus if we'd ever get together? Because I mean, If we'd ever just have unity, work together and build the kingdom of God. If, uh, you know, Sometimes we, we, it just seems like there's that spirit of competition. That was never the intention of the Lord. Can I get an amen? It was never the intention of the Lord. So, um, in, in doing this, I, uh, I've been celebrating, I've been spending time just reminding myself of what the Lord has done over the years. Uh, I, I, oh, I can't remember his name right now. There's a book called How Christianity Saved Civilization. Anybody ever read that before? Uh, i trying to think of the name of the man who wrote that. Anybody remember? Garlow Spur, I believe. Uh, you might want to read that sometime because all the information you get is how Christianity has been a, just like a, 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 a blight upon civilization. But throughout the centuries, Christianity just keeps rising up and bringing healing to the world. Uh, this, is, this practice that, that I've invited you into in lighting candles this year is ancient, it goes back centuries where the church has been celebrating uh, as a season rather than as a day. Uh, Sometimes all of the the days leading up to Christmas are a rush, and then you celebrate it and you say, what happened? But I've been celebrating uh, since the day, well, through Thanksgiving, but definitely since the day after, celebrating and uh, embracing the hope and the love and the joy, and as we continue the peace, in the work of the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, not just at the manger, but through eternity. So uh, I, we want to continue in that today uh, in the series, Your Best Christmas, uh, enlarging our view of the Holy One who is born, who is the Son of God. We're embracing, we're embracing who He is. We're embracing what He has done. And we're drawing hope and love and joy and peace through Christ we're going beyond Christmas Day, and we're seeking God, and we're asking God for miracles. How many believe God does miracles? Does anybody believe that that He does miracles? I was uh, 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 John. Who's wave at me, John? All the way. There's a John there. The John, that John. John, can't remind you all the way in the back. He's working in hugs. He uh, he is um, he. You got a bit more of a Orthodox background than I do. Am I right? So just a little bit, all right. Where, where are my Catholics at? I got any Catholic folk in the house? Wave at me. There they are, looking around the house. Uh, Anglican folks. Got any of those folks hanging around? Anybody not have any of those? Okay, got, there we go. And um, I, we got Living Waters uh, coming up, and uh, Andy, who uh, originated Living Waters you know, in Desert Stream Ministries, uh, is working now with the Catholic Church. And so he was like, what? Working with those Catholics. And I'm saying, uh, how many know people, Catholic folk, need healing too? Anybody believe that? And uh, before you start going, pointing your fingers at everybody and saying, oh, we're the best, maybe you ought to realize that God's doing stuff that you don't know about. Right? And uh, I'm so thankful uh, that God is doing things. And we need to open up our our heart to what He is doing. we're, we're moving to this third week of the Advent season. We've celebrated hope, learned of God's miraculous ways with Zechariah and the birth of John, the Baptist, knowing that God can do amazing things. We've learned of God's love and learned that no matter who you are and what you've done, God loves you. Amen. Somebody thank God for that. No matter who you are, no matter what your past is, God loves you. Can you just embrace that? I honestly, honestly, when I preached that last Sunday, I walked away saying, God, what did you do? Did, you, was, did anything happen? And I have been overwhelmed this week with the contacts that have been made with me regarding what God did last Sunday in their life. You don't know what God can do by looking at somebody in the face and saying he loves you. Go ahead, look at somebody right now and tell them God loves you. God loves you. I think also it is moving. And I, I've been treading around this topic right now as accusations have been flying in our culture. Have you noticed that? They've been flying in our culture, accusations. Uh, has anybody ever been accused before of anything? Lift your hand if you've ever been accused. How many know that hurts? That hurts. And uh, there's like this. there's this, as a pastor, a couple of things. One is... There are people that are speaking up right now, right? They're speaking up, and just so you know, I am grateful that there are some people that are finding a voice right now. Anybody with me on that? I'm just grateful for that. But just so you know, that the people also that did the wounding also need healing. Anybody hear that? And while you're saying, "I'm glad they get what they deserve." As a me to myself, I want you to know that there are people that are broken that also need healing who break other people. Yes. Yes. So in your prayers, you got to be cautious that you don't just connect with, I'm glad all those people are creeps. You know, some of those people are individuals who uh, had families and homes and were moving on. Uh, if you have somebody I'm going to go ahead and say this I don't know what the repercussions are going to be I'm going to go ahead and say this if there is somebody that has hurt you and you are dealing with that in your heart and you're trying to find out what should be done perhaps you need to begin with the work of forgiveness in your heart and then in order to and then work how many believe sometimes you need to make a connection and talk to somebody anybody believe that? I'm getting way ahead of myself in my teaching today. But I, just so you understand, if you've been hurt, get healed. And if you have hurt someone, you also need to get healed. I'm going to take my time. So we, in that teaching last week, realized God's love for the nasty shepherds. Somebody thank God that he loves nasty shepherds. Anybody love that? Dirty, smelly shepherds who were considered too unclean to go to the temple even though they were managing the sheep that they were going to sacrifice. Hear that? But they became too unclean and were considered unfit to actually go to worship. So how many have ever felt unfit for worship before? Anybody ever felt that way? God loves you. Come on and worship. Look at somebody say, Come on and worship God anyway. All right. I've already introduced this message. I will just hang here, though. I feel Holy Spirit in the room. Anybody feel Him in the house today? Get your notes out. Come on. Get your word out. And and if something I say or something inspires, sometimes it's not what I say. Holy Spirit will inspire you while I'm speaking. And you just need to write that down. All right? Because I'm not the only one talking today. Right, Holy Spirit is talking today. Today, I want to talk about living in joy. I want us to look to Luke chapter 2 and verse 10. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. The uh, Time is an issue this morning, so I'm not going to do all my little examples, but uh, uh, I, did, I did find this. Um, I thought this was one of the coolest gifts ever. Anybody like this? You know what it is? No, it's a it is a it is a Santa hat. And isn't this cool? I mean, you can just wear it all at the same time. Okay, the quick Santa hat. All right. And uh, anybody want to model it for me? Anybody want to model it for me? <laughs> okay. How many love John? Anybody love John? Doesn't he look like grown-up Ralphie to you? Look at him. Yes. All right. All right. I claim it. All right. he, uh, we were talking about this the other day. All right. Go ahead. Pop it on there. Okay. Pop that on. Look at that. Immediate Santa. Look at that. I like that. All right. So it's like instant Santa. Instant Santa. Go ahead. Give him your best ho-ho-ho. Ho-ho-ho. Okay. 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 So that's pretty good, John. Uh, but... How many know it's tough just to put Santa on and off? Anybody know that? Anybody understand? It's like, okay, I, I, I'm, in the, I'm in the Santa thing right now. So if I got the beard, and I'm, I'm Santa. And, and just because you're wearing the beard and trying to say ho-ho does not fix everything that's going on in your life. All right? Because behind the beard, you don't really know what's going on. All right, Come on, behind the beard, Come on, behind the joy. Come on, you see what I'm saying? Yep. I'm so glad I brought you up here. All right. Yes. Behind yes. it. Yes. All right. Thanks, John. Give my beard back. I might need you that get Sunday. Your beard back. All right. Thanks. Get us here for Ralph. I mean, John. Okay. So. I love you, Pastor. You don't know. I mean, E I I mean, I, I happen to know who Santa is. I met him. And I can inform you that there are some Santas out there that are faking it and they can't wait until the season is over. I, I, they, they've heard what you want, and they know they can't afford it. They also know you don't need it. And reality is, that just because it's Christmas doesn't make your stuff go away. Come on. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm, I'm saying it's not like the movies. I, I'm, I'm talking about bad Santa. Santa can't laugh, can't smile, tired, overworked struggling with Mrs. Claus, can't get the elf to stay on the shelf. <laughs> and just because it's Christmas doesn't make your stuff go away. In fact, Christmas will magnify your stuff. There are more people that are dealing with stuff right now. It's just, it's just enlarged. You, come on. Uh, you, got, you got relationship problems now you have real relationship problems. You got financial problems. Whoa. I, uh, would you be in prayer for Jeff Smith? How many be in prayer for Jeff? Jeff Smith, you know Jeff. Big, tall Jeff always likes to give right shoulder rubs. Jeff, uh, uh, Jeff is in the hospital waiting on bypass surgery. They're not going to have it until Thursday. So he gets to spend Christmas recovering from bypass surgery. Uh, how many think, well, that's bad. Jeff's still smiling, though. No, I mean, Jeff, is, I talked to him on the phone, and he's just, well, praise God, Pastor. And I'm saying, are you faking that? And how many know Jeff is just Jeff? Anybody know that? That's just who he is. But pray for him. But in, in saying that, I want you to know that no matter how broke you are, no matter the conditions of your life, Jesus didn't come that you would have joy in December, Jesus came that you could have joy in every season of your life. How many went through some tough seasons? So in every season, and in order to make this the best season of your life, you am going to focus on lighting that joy candle. I want you to go home and light a candle and call it joy. The Bible says in Philippians chapter 4, verse 4, Anybody know this? Read it with me. Rejoice. And again, I will say. And I think that... Sometimes you need to put an exclamation point. Anybody, anybody like post and text exclamation point people? Anybody like that? Because I will put exclamation points all over my stuff. I want you to know. So rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, So Paul is saying this to the church from a prison cell. He's giving them a directive, but he says it again. And, and we can understand that from a disciplinarian standpoint. Right, Mama? You know what I'm saying? Son, I told you to sit down. Don't make me say it again. All right? So Paul, it's like we hear him say it again. Rejoice in the Lord. Again, I say rejoice or rejoice. This is, this is a commandment flow. Do you hear this? Rejoice. And, and just telling you once isn't good enough. Again, I say rejoice. And, I, and I'm, I'm telling you twice so you'll know how important this is. He sounds like a preacher here. Somebody praise the Lord. Ain't nobody listening to me right now. Somebody praise the Lord. I mean, what's watch this. Somebody lift your hands and honor Jesus. See, it ain't nobody. Nobody really. It's like, I, I've been doing this too long. I, no, I'm not. But Paul isn't saying this from a prison cell dimension. He's saying this from the dimension of the authority of the Holy Spirit. Look, I know you realize my situation. I know that I am in difficult circumstances right now. But I want you to look past my circumstance. I want you to look beyond yours and I want you to rejoice. And I'm telling you again, rejoice. It's going to be necessary for me to help position you for this because... We are used to our praise. We're used to our rejoicing coming from an earthly perspective. So allow me to help you with your heavenly perspective today, teaching you how you can acquire this joy. Looking in Luke 2 and 10, the angel said to them, do not be afraid for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. Just a few lessons here. One, joy is the condition of your heart. Your joy, or lack thereof, is reflective of the condition of your heart. In Galatians 5, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let let us also walk. If we live in the Spirit, then... Uh, in other words, don't just go to church, live. Don't just be this way on Sunday. Come on, be this way on Monday. Notice that joy is a spiritual characteristic. Remember when I told you about living by the Spirit? When you are saved, you turn away from your sinful nature. Your sinful, sinful nature tells you that joy is... your your sinful nature if you're living looking at the sinful nature your sinful nature tells you that joy is a byproduct of earthly circumstances that's what. come on you need to go out and do something so you can be joyful come on anybody hear this you need to go do something that will perpetuate your joy uh, and while, while I, I hear this, how many know it's okay to go out and have a good time? Anybody? I'm not talking about what some of you are talking about. I'm... And, and I'm not telling you that you shouldn't be out with friends. I'm not telling you that you guys shouldn't go out and have dinner or have a party. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that is temporary. That's what I'm telling you. I'm not saying also that, that, that when you have spiritual joy, when you finally say, I'm not going to be led by my sinful nature, and you turn, and you accept Jesus, and you invite the Holy Spirit into you, say, okay, I have received Christ into my life, so now I will never be sad. Because the reality is, is that joyful people also have sadness and grief. What I'm saying is that I've lost a loved one. Anybody lost a loved one this year? Wait see Dave? John? Anybody else? Diana? You lost a loved one? Who? Where, where are you? I'm saying that you can lose a loved one and not lose your joy. You can lose your job. You can have a car accident. But none of that changes who I am. Yes, I'm sad. But Jesus is still the Lord. And God is still on the throne. And the Holy Spirit has not left me. The old old saints used to say it like this. The world didn't give it to me. And the world can't take it away. I called uh, my daddy the other day. It was on my birthday. And I called him. And guess what? He's still my dad. Now, you may not like me, but that doesn't change who I am. I'm not struggling with who I am. I called my dad, and I called him on my birthday. uh, And, uh, and, well, as a matter of fact, he called me first. I kind of got a kick out of that. He called me and wished me a happy birthday you know why he called me? Because I'm his son. And he knows that I'm his son. Do you know why he knows I'm his son? He was there when I was born. Praise Jesus. Is this too simple today? What I'm telling you is, is that... I am in a relationship with God. I've been born again and my earthly circumstances do not change my spiritual reality. I am who God says I am. I am saved. I am set free. I am delivered. I am healed. I am headed for heaven. I am in the family. My clothes may not be as nice as yours today, but wait till you see my new clothes. Jesus. I wish uh, you could get this. Come on. Sometimes, How many sometimes you need to speak? How many talk to yourself? Anybody ever talk to yourself? And you can call yourself self. You can actually call yourself by your own name. Call, you know, look at them at Ricky Jean Hawker. And then you also need to talk to those things that are in your life. All right? You do. Listen, depression. Listen, bad circumstances. Listen, negative friends. Listen, see... Come on, listen. Listen to me. You might be able to scream and holler and tell me angry stories, but I am who God says I am. And He's not finished with me yet. In Philippians chapter 1, verse 6, He who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. What is that saying? Say, it is a journey. Somebody shout, it's a journey. God's not finished with me. I know who I am. How many are going through a tough season? Would you just wave at me? Where are my tough season people right now? I know who some of you are. I'll come back there and pull your hand up. Come on. Going through a tough season, but God is still God, and I am who, I, who God says I am, and he's going to complete it until the day of Jesus. You say, well, I thought by this time in my life I wouldn't have a tough season, and God says, I'm going to keep walking you through stuff because I am changing you. Yeah. Listen to me. We have this angelic declaration. It might also be considered fighting words, good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. It's like, oh, yay! Listen, Satan hates it when you're filled with joy. Satan hates it when your expectations are high because he can't control you. So be aware aware of this. And I said this at the opening of service. You may have to fight for your joy. Say it out loud. I might have to. I was looking at the prophetic words I love. And just Google sometimes all the prophetic words in the Old Testament about Jesus. If you're struggling with who Jesus is, I mean, where he was born, who he would be, it's all, it's, it's just so settled in the, in the word of God. Isaiah chapter 9. Anybody remember this? For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. Everybody shout praise God for that. Okay? Now look at the next part. And the government will be upon His shoulder. Anybody want that? Anybody anybody want the government on your shoulders? Really? The government will be upon His shoulders, but His name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of His government and peace, there will be no end. So now we're talking about an eternal kingdom, right? And uh, upon the throne of David and over His kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment... And justice, from that time forward, even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform it. So here's the story of a new government. Jesus comes as all of this. It's a government. Somebody thank God that we need Jesus to take over all the government. How many believe we need Jesus to do that? It's a government of peace, judgment, and justice. But look back back up to Isaiah chapter 9 verse 2. Before he says this, it begins this way. So you have some context. Isaiah 9 verse 2 through 5. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of the shadow of death, upon them a light has shined. You have multiplied the nation and increased its joy. They rejoice before you according to the joy of the harvest, as men rejoice when they divide the spoil. For you have broken the yoke of his burden and the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, and the day of Midian. For every warrior's sandal from the noisy battle and garments rolled in blood will be used for burning and fuel of fire. And then he says, for unto you a child is born. Are you glad we start in verse 6? Because the rest of this is blood and darkness Listen, they're using blood for fuel. And they're rejoicing as men who have just divided the plunder of their enemy. Folks, Isaiah 9, 2 and on down in 6 is prophecy scripture. It's really warfare prophecy. In order to acquire the great joy, the hell that has been holding you back has to be dealt with. Anyone ever felt like Satan had stolen your joy wave at me that that's what we that's what we see in Scripture. Darkness has a way of controlling our lives, but if you walk in joy, You're not going to be a slave to that anymore. Satan is the adversary of your joy. Come on. Anybody been that way? You just like, man, nothing's going right. I just feel so in the dumps, and I just can't rejoice. And I don't care how many songs they sing. They tell me to lift my hands, but I ain't lifting my hands. and, And there's no joy. There's just sadness and sorrow. And you say, where did it go? Satan stole it from you. And you may have to change some things about your life if you're going to walk in the joy of the Lord. And that means warfare. He, listen, he will also use those who have lost their joy to steal it from you. How many have ever hung around folk who lost their joy and tried to take it from you? What are you so happy about? I'm not saying you can't be around them. But, you know, I think I said this Wednesday night, you know, some people are all tough about, well, I unfriended them on Facebook. I mean, you, you can still be around negative people, but you need to know who they are. And they cannot be on your inspiration list. Wave at me if I'm telling the truth. Come on, I need somebody to help me with this. You got to watch out for joy stealers. Gossip, criticism, complaining, fault finding, negative judgmental attitude. Somebody shake your head up and down. How many have ever struggled with that? Anybody? I mean, I know we have, gossip is now marketed in our culture right now. If it wasn't for gossip, half of the TV shows that you watch, you would not watch. But you want the scoop on people. Did you hear about so and so? And you say, well, I'm just repeating the news. No, you're repeating gossip. Criticism. When you walk out of this place, you're going to have to overcome criticism. Can't believe Pastor preached that long on Sunday. Can't believe you have such a short attention span. Planning. Christmas song caught me off guard the other day. Remember last Sunday I told you my least favorite Christmas song? Last Christmas, I gave the very next day you gave it away. This year, I give it to someone special. Relational brokenness—it's just the story. Of relational brokenness. Here's another one, and I, so I looked it up. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Okay, verse. There'll be scary ghost stories and tales of scary ghost stories. Ghost stories? (laughs) Scrooge, that's a scary one. And and we're talking about that time. Looking back in ancient celebrations, there were some celebrations in ancient times that looked a lot like Halloween. I mean, you'd be watching Freddy Krueger on Christmas Eve. Oh, this is fun. (laughs) But I'm not talking about that. I'm I'm not that. Uh, I think we still tell a lot of scary ghost stories but I'm not talking about Scrooge because there are Christians that have no joy because they cannot let go of their Christmas past. Someone hurt you. Someone mistreated you or even clearly damaged your life or abused you. Listen. I'm talking now about spiritual warfare and while you're casting out demons, you're clearing the way for them to control you by living in something called offense. Yes. You, you don't want this. Yes. Somebody shout offense. 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 I'm going in Christmas, but I sure hope so-and-so don't show up because I can't even look at them in the face. It's a prophetic word. A vision. Just I want you to I want you to see offense differently now. I'm talking about warfare because you want me to do warfare and just lay hands on you. Oh God, come out of him.
1: You know, come out, come
0: out. And that's what you want. You want me to anoint you until you just ah! and you go home with the same junk that you walked in the door with. Because you think that Satan loses control because I anoint you, but you won't forgive the people that have hurt you. And it's not just in one area of your life. Because if you're walking in offense, it's like an octopus. Look at all these things your mind, your vision, your heart, your hearing, your body, your time. How many know in all these areas your finances? Offense is in all of these areas. One person hurts you in one way. Or you perceive that somebody did something in all of these areas. Come on, guard your heart. Romans eight says, your mind and keep your spirit devoted to the Father. For those for those who are, live according to the flesh, set their minds on the things of the flesh. For those who are according to live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For the mind. For the mindset on the flesh is death, but the mindset on the spirit is life. When offense takes root, the first place it's coming after is your thoughts, your mind. If offense can attach itself to your thoughts, it owns your ability to process understanding. The moment offense attaches itself to your mind, the ability to have clarity and peace is diminished as everything now becomes about feeding every thought that is only direct at the hurt through offense. Everything. Some some of you struggle with even listening to me. Because, Pastor, if so-and-so had done to you what they did to me, you would be saying that. And I'm saying if you could forgive so-and-so, you wouldn't be thinking that. All of these areas. How many know all of these areas are true? Your, your sight. Where there is no vision, the people what? Perish. Once the fence attaches itself to your vision, you now become bombarded by everything you see. You begin to see things as though they are something that they are not. Every post on Facebook, every picture, every action is something that you see as a direct act, uh, attack against you. You know? Uh, your heart... Out of the abundance of your heart, what happens? You speak. And, and the Bible says in Proverbs that there are things that God hates. Seven, which are an abomination, haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans. This is how I'm going to get back to them. Come on. Your relationships. How many know offense will impact your relationships? Proverbs 17, love prospers when a fault is forgiven, but dwelling on it separates close friends. That's a good scripture. You ought to write that down, Proverbs 17 and 9. This has to be one of the saddest things to witness as offense attaches itself to your relationship. I have seen marriages healed over and over and over again, but they are never healed unless they can forgive one another. Well, we're going to get back together, but I can't ever, you're going to have to forgive each other. Somebody shout amen. amen. Your hearing, uh, your body. How many know your, your health can be impacted by offense? And your time can be atta- attacked. And even your finances. I know that's a touchy subject, but money is still a relevant issue. And, and you need to acknowledge that in the kingdom. When a fit, offense attaches itself to you, you soon become bitter towards others. And so you won't, you won't bless, you won't be generous, you just can't walk in that. Don't let offense destroy you. Now listen, it's a spirit, and why I say that is because some of you say, well, I just can't experience joy. And I'm saying joy is on the other side of forgiveness. Amen. So go ahead, let the Holy Spirit deal with you. I'm going to close this up in just a minute. On the other side of this, on the other side of forgiveness, you're going to find peace. Your power through forgiveness. Come on, it's Christmas. You know what you need more than anything else. You don't need another video game. You need to forgive your ex. That was Holy Ghost right there. You need, come on. Jesus. Don't make me sing Frozen to you today. Let it go, let it go, can't hold it back anymore, let it go, let it go, walk away and close the door, Jesus, Lindley's back there singing it for me, okay, I'm, I'm wrapping up, somebody come play some songs, so finally, let me just say this to you, joy becomes how you live, Philippians 1.6, being confident in this, that he who began a work in you will carry it on to completion. I shared this. Now, now, the word joy has different concepts. One is a calm delight. Uh, have you ever spoken to somebody that's ah, always crazy? Anybody done that? you know, pointing at people, okay. Have you ever been around somebody in difficult times That seems to be right here. Right there. How many want that in your life? Anybody want that? When difficult things happen, you can be right. This is what God is saying. Joy is a calm delight. It can also manifest itself as an ecstatic shout. Somebody praise God. No. But you have to be cautious. It's a possibility to not have calm delight and still shout but you're still just faking being Santa. Okay? What I'm telling you is that rejoicing is important. Rejoice is an eternal position and it only comes with eternal vision. That's why when we looked at Isaiah chapter 9, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. What, What Jesus did in coming to the earth has no end. If you don't like your life right now, take a look at your future. Okay, take a look at your future. And some people would say, I don't have a future. And I'm saying, you probably haven't read God's word then. Unto us a son is given. Unto us, come on, unto us a child is born and the government will be upon his shoulders and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Anybody got that? So I don't like what's going on in the government of his of his government and peace there will be no end next election I'm voting for Jesus (laughs) write his his name in and if you don't guess what he's taking over anyway Uh, you don't get this you don't don't get this how many got a messed up house that needs to be fixed anybody got a messed up house some things need to be fixed okay need some things fixed okay guess what you got a new house coming no you got a new house but I need one right now you got a new house coming I know it ain't good right now and I I recall I had that heaviness once in my own life a heavy heavy time couldn't find my joy sat down with my wife and told her said honey we could lose everything and she reminded me she said you know we started in a one bedroom apartment with cockroaches as long as we have each other we're going to be all right But there's something else there too. You know what else is? Wherever you live right now is nothing compared to where you will live. Anybody praising God with me for this? Anybody been sick lately? Lift your hand. Anybody been sick? How many know one day you get a new body? I know it's tough right now. Come on. Listen to what I'm saying. Take a look at your future. Revelation 21. Now I, I I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. There was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, adorned for a husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. And God himself will be with them and be their God and will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death, nor sorrow, nor are crying come on there will be no more pain for the former things that passed away verse 5 he says then he sat on the throne said behold I will make all things new and he said to me write for these words are true and faithful and he said to me it is done I'm the Alpha and the Omega I'm the beginning and the end I'll give of the fountain of the water of life freely to him who thirsts he who overcomes shall inherit he will inherit all things and I will be as God and he shall be my son. How many know Jesus was born in a manger? Anybody know that? Okay, this is going to sound really well, really good, but this Jesus born in a manger. Got that? That's good stuff, Pastor. You need to stop praying to baby Jesus. He rose again. He died on the cross and rose again and ascended. The celebration of Christmas is not... Just about the manger, otherwise it would be sad because he lived in a manger and all of his little friends got killed. Right? All of them. He had to, he was, he was exiled. He ended up in Nazareth, or he ended up in Egypt, eventually in Nazareth. So all of that is sad. And then he got murdered. But he rose again. Because he died for you and me. It was all part of the plan. He rejoiced. How many know Jesus rejoiced? Does anybody know that? He rejoiced. And after he rose again and he ascended to heaven, and one day, somebody thank God he's coming back, all right? In the same way, he came as a baby. you got to get this. He's also coming again. We we hear this message constantly. Uh, I mean, right now. How many know when you... One of the beautiful things about the story of Jesus' birth was the star. How many know crazy things are going on in the heavens? Anybody know that? Amen. Crazy things are going on in the heavens. and. And uh, also, how many know there's wars and rumors of wars all over? Anybody know that? That's what was going on with the Roman Empire. There's wars and rumors of wars. And and multitudes are in darkness. How many know that? There's so many people that are in darkness, and they need a great light. Anybody understand that? But here's what happens. A trumpet will sound, and the dead in Christ will rise, and we who are alive and remain will all be caught up together and be with the Lord forever. And then he's going to lead us all back. Anybody ready for this? Some people don't like horses. You better like horses because one day we're all coming back on horses. We're going to defeat, we're going to, come on, we're going to defeat Satan, the, the beast, the false prophet. We're going to defeat them and we're going we're gonna to beat our swords and the plowshares and the king of kings will set up his kingdom. You may not like what's going on right now, but something's going to happen. And you got to get your mind off of today and realize that you're already eternally set free by the power of Jesus. I'm sick today. I know you're sick, but when will you see your new body? Your new clothes. Your new house. Who received that? Somebody received that? Stand up with me. Proverbs chapter 30. I want to give you one more scripture. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Say it. Weeping may endure for the night, but... Three things you need to focus on, okay? I mentioned offense, but you need to deal with a lot of this in your prayers. How many believe you have to pray? And some of you, you're struggling already because you don't pray, okay? I'm I'm not talking about that prayer. I'm talking about this prayer. So you need to start praying... Anybody covenant with me to pray more? Pray more this week? Just wave at me. Anybody just covenant? I'm going to pray more. Okay, pray. And then your words. How many know your words are powerful? Start listening to yourself. Anybody married? All right. So if you're married, I want you to give your spouse uh, the opportunity to hold you accountable for what you're saying. Oh, that's going to be a problem. No. No when you're speaking all this complaining, gossip, negativity stuff anytime I'm with the community and I feel like that's going on uh, I want to stop and pray somebody says let me tell you a story about somebody and I'm like okay here we go I'm trying to get to the point pastor and I, I appreciate that but then I don't want to murder them I want to pray that God will bless them otherwise gossip will get in my head let me tell you what so-and-so did. Your words. You need to speak positive in your song. Somebody shout, my song. Anybody ever sing except on Sunday? I'll give you one more scripture. I said one more. One more. Come let us sing for joy. Read it. Come let us sing to joy. I said the wrong. Come let us sing for joy to the Lord. Read the next part. Let us the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. Jesus. I don't know what key you're in right now. I just feel in my heart it's the wrong one for me. All right. Shout to the Lord, all the earth, let us sing. Power and majesty, praise to the King mountains bow down and the seas will at the sound of your name i sing for joy at the you know the song forever i love you forever i'll stand Nothing compares to the promise I have in you. How many know that song? Shout out to the Lord. It used to be the big song. My altar workers, my altar ministry team, I want you to come. Uh, While they're coming, just so we can help you with your first step, how many have been struggling with joy in their life? Wave at me. How many have struggled with joy in your life? Just wave at me like this. Wave at me like this. And if there's somebody next to you that's struggling and you know it, just hold there by the hand, okay, all right? All right, so, I mean, I'm talking about constant anxiety, some of you are walking in depression. That is not clinical, all right? I'm not saying that you've got some kind of imbalance. I'm saying also that sometimes your imbalance can be connected to what's going on in your head, all right? Struggling with joy, say it out loud, struggling with joy. Look around at somebody nearby and ask them, have you been struggling with joy? Ask them. Just go ahead and ask them. He's struggling with joy lately. Struggling. Have you been struggling with joy? Ask them. Look them in the face because they can't lie to you, mama. Come on. You aren't even looking at anybody. I wish I had that Paul, Apostle Paul authority, you know, where you could just say rejoice in the Lord always and again I say rejoice and everybody just throw up their hands and rejoice. If you're struggling with this or you're with somebody, take them by the hand and say, we're going to go up those people have prepared themselves to anoint us and pray. We're going to talk with somebody and pray with somebody. All right, start leaving and come on down. We're going to pray with you and celebrate what God. Come on, let's rejoice as people come. Let's rejoice as people come. Trying to help them. It's, off, it's awfully still out in the woods out there. It's awfully still. Come on, come on. Struggling with my joy. If you're sick, if you're sick, if you're afflicted in any way, come on. I want everybody to bow your heads for a minute. What do I need to do here, Cliff?
1: Just speak a prayer over them. Uh, speak a prayer over them, Rick.
0: Father, in the name of Jesus, Hallelujah, Lord. I thank you for the word that you have poured into these people, and we receive it. And now, Lord Jesus, we act upon it. We've chosen not to sit. And our anxiety and our hurt, and our past, and our offense, and our wounds. So, I speak in the name of Jesus against the spirit, the complacency. I speak against that in the name of Jesus. I deny the enemy his rights to our minds, to our hearts. We are children of the Most High God, and we will walk. In this eternal
1: spirit of joy. Tell him this is spiritual warfare. (laughs) You have to understand this is spiritual warfare. He's been talking about it for 20 minutes. And you're glued to your seat. (laughs) Step away from the battle. Step into the peace. And the resurrection and the power of Jesus Christ. If you choose not to choose. That's a choice. Mm. It's a choice to stay where you are. Jesus. God doesn't want you to stay where you are. He's a God of sanctification. He's a God of transformation. He wants change in your life. Come forth. You look at something and you see how it's wrapped. And you don't want the present. Mm. Jesus. God says, come and receive the present that I have for you this day. Jesus. Come. Come those that are heavy laden, those that are sorrowful, those that are in unbelievable conditions. How can I heal your brokenness when you stand at an arm's length and you won't let me in? I give you a free will, says the Lord, and I call you forth. Come and be healed. Come and be restored. Come and be renewed.
0: Jesus, Jesus. Mm always a battle come Holy Spirit and Father we break every chain in the name of Jesus Lord these are those that you love and you have loved them but Father your love also wants to manifest in their lives come Holy Spirit come so I invite others now come swiftly come swiftly it's an invitation but it's a call of the Holy Spirit come swiftly your steps are saying I choose not to let death control me anymore the power of the enemy, control me anymore. in the name of Jesus. We agree. We agree.
1: Yes. we agree. I had a big effect.
0: <laughs> Ooh, that was. Hallelujah. I want you to take somebody by the hand nearby you and let's pray, Father, we bless one another. We bless our brothers and sisters. Now come, Holy Spirit, come. Those who are lost, those that are alone those that are weary, those that are tired. Father, we break every chain in the name of Jesus. Come now. Complete this work. Complete this work now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. If anybody else wants to come for prayer, help yourself. I want us to do this. I want you to look at me right now. I want you to get the biggest, stupidest smile you possibly can on your face. All right, would you do that? All right. And I want you to ask God, do this. Hold your hands up and say, God, don't let me fake this anymore. Come on, somebody shout it. God, don't let me fake this anymore. Let the joy of the Lord become my strength. Come, Holy Spirit. Baptize me freshly with your spirit and joy. And let your spirit change me, change my family, change my home in the name of Jesus. Listen, there are more people for prayer. If you want prayer, you can come on down. God bless you all. Hey, how many coming back tonight? Anybody coming back tonight? Wave at me. Anybody coming back tonight for worship? Wave at me. Oh, okay. God bless you all. I love you. I'll see you tonight for Christmas is real. Be dismissed as you choose.